didn't really do an introduction. I don't know if this will even get published or not. I just wanted to kind of talk to you because I feel like it's been a while since we've we've sat down and and, yeah. and done anything and caught up. But yeah. the summer's gotten off to a, a real kick, and I've been busy, and Wifey Sauce has been busy, and I know right. God, you know, you've been busy with getting ready to go to what Kentucky. Uh, so I'm going to uh, well, uh, you know, since April I've been balls busy yeah. uh, with training events. So we had our annual training, then we had uh, for me it was Gun Week, uh, and then they had their advanced urban combat uh, course, uh, and, and and I didn't get to do it this time because I had to come back to the armory. And then this week, uh, Friday, I'm going to Arkansas uh, to. Uh, recertify in hazmat transportation okay, okay. So, so you can you bring know. me this truckload of c4 and it'll yeah so i can i can actually transport the the explosives now uh to wherever as long as i'm placarded correctly uh and i have the right uh you know on the ground 1348s or 1384s yeah we're good all yeah. right well i mean yeah we're just looking for something with a little more boom than Tannerite. Like, <laughs> look, it's uh, we don't want to get on a watch list like Ted Kaczynski, mm-hmm. and you know because we bought nine yeah. nine hundred pounds of fertilizer, and you know I've yeah, poured, right. I've, I've poured all my used motor oil into five gallon buckets and mixed it with <laughs> yeah. said fertilizer, diesel. And mixed diesel and styrofoam peanuts in it, and all that stuff. Yeah. So want to yeah, keep yeah. everything, you know legal and copacetic but it was yeah. when we hit that like that was the first time either one of us had any type of experience with tannerite and you know even though i've been attached to a military unit i have very limited use of c4 which you can't just shoot c4 and something's going to happen you have to have the blasting right. cap and and all the stuff as, as you well know yeah you, yeah you have to have uh you have to have pressure and ignition uh you know what i mean so yeah you have to have blasting caps you have to have pressure around the blasting caps or if you're using uh debt cord you know you got to have that wrapped pretty pretty tight for eight to eleven wraps and on a brick um so yeah there's very specific ways in which you get that to go i you know i you know back in the day when i was with uh 30th stb i believe it was uh, we had a guy out there teaching us how to do some non-standard c4 work with like angle iron and shit like that yeah and uh you know i'm out there and we you know we've got all the privates out there and you know i'm juggling like three bricks of c4 and they're like "Ooh, (laughs) can you do that and i was like i don't worry about it yeah (laughs) you you need pressure and ignition yeah okay Uh, but uh but yeah tannerite by itself uh i've never i've never fooled around with just tannerite yeah it seems uh it seems fairly tame um the the propane tank sandwiched in between uh yeah. the the tannerite was was that was a fun one that really yeah. was and and i want to do instead of one of those small tanks of of propane i want to do one of the grill the grill propane tanks and see uh, one of the big ones yeah one of the big ones i want to see how big of a boom i can get out of that bad boy but at the same time i don't want to do it uh like totally dark i want to like figure out like a sweet medium like twilight to where the camera yeah. still gets enough light in and and you can see it and, and you can see it too but yeah. uh it, it's fun well, man. Tell, it's fun blowing shit up propane tanks uh so those propane tanks they were using as you know your your low budget ieds mm. uh in iraq yeah uh so uh we've had a couple of those things go off it's mostly flame yeah yeah um you know so that, you know it's not 
it's not like it's taking out chunks of your truck. Um, but they do produce a lot of flame, uh, especially if you get a few of them together. Those were no fun seeing those on the side of the road. I don't believe we ever got hit with one, but they, they were out there and they were using them. Yeah. So cool. Well, I listened to your last episode. Uh, what is a woman? I have almost, almost made it through all of Matt Walsh's. What is a woman? Um, yeah, my God, I, I don't understand how people are out there with the way of thinking that they have been indoctrinated apparently to think without any type of logic or reasoning other than, you know, the universe just speaks to us in a way that you just have to go with what someone says that a woman is a woman and a man is a man. Okay. What is a woman? Well, you know, there's so many different definitions. Yeah. I was so infuriated. Yeah. Uh, you did a good job of breaking down to the base level of what is a woman. But with his interviews, he was getting to one spot. And if anybody who's never listened to Matt Walsh, he's very monotone. He doesn't really try to make any type of ha gotcha points other than asking questions and then saying why. Yeah. Well, if, if you listen, if you listen to, to Matt Walsh's thing, um, and I, I'm not sure how far into mine you are, but if you listen to I'm my about episode, five and a half hours into the eight hour uh, <laughs> special. <laughs> so I went over uh, by about 38 minutes uh, on that episode, but I'm telling you, Matt, it is it. And this one's going to be difficult too. I've already got basically a, a, a note, uh, kind of a, a rough outline of what I want to cover. I want to do just an hour of ranting about shit that's going on these days. Some of the some of the issues that we are um, focused on uh, today <clears throat> before I go to Arkansas. But but that one uh, was three and a half hours long. And, and the reason it's that way is because I, I just I felt compelled to uh, get to, to really get to the bottom of what my perspective was and what I feel like a lot of men's perspective is about what is a woman. So if you notice between my episode and Matt Walsh's uh, documentary, uh, I, I feel like he gets to he's making the point of what a woman isn't. Uh, versus mine, which uh, I actually tried to answer what a woman is. Right, right. If if that makes sense. Well, I think both of you kind of wound up in the same spot with a different area of attack. It's a damnedest thing. Like, it's 2022, right? We're supposed to be, you know, the most technological advanced society, and we don't even know what biology is. Well, it's it's the point that I make in 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 my episode. Uh, that look, there are basic fundamental truths uh, that is absolutely necessary for civilization to thrive and survive, and we're getting away from that. Yeah, we're completely, uh, you know, leaving behind basic truth. And you know, uh, there's a clip in there that I use from Jordan Peterson, who makes the point that uh, uh, he says that. Uh, 
you know, it's not so much the problem. The problem isn't so much that uh, gender is being taught as a construct. It's the, the problem is, is that when they teach you that gender is only a construct, that's where you start having problems. And and he's he's right in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like inadvertently, but both your podcast and my podcast have spent, like I said, inadvertently a weird amount of time on this subject uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I open up a lot of episodes, you know, hello, kings and queens or boys and girls, because we those are the only two genders. Um, right. That was kind of an inadvertent thing that happened. <laughs> but it's almost like whoever is, is, is mastering the strings of the media and including Fox News now, as of yesterday, is yeah. is pushing this weird ideology that it's not a mental disorder. It's okay. And I've said many times, okay, Pride Month, happy for you. Be gay. Be straight. Be you. Be whatever you want to do. But the problem with me is... And I never saw it before. Now that I have a kid, yeah, you're coming for the children. Mm-hmm. You're you're pushing it lower and lower and lower. You want to say that you know, with gun rights and everything else, you want to push the age up because you can't make that mental decision. Okay, mm-hmm. well, how is that different? How is the decision to buy a gun and how to use that gun different than do I want to? cut my dick off or to want to turn it into a vagina or to want to turn my vagina inside out and turn it into a penis. How is all that different? Okay. It's such a big hypocrisy thing. And everybody wants to tell everybody that your decisions are wrong. And I'm, I'm, I've had enough of it. Okay. Yeah. I've had way too much of it. You're going to let me live my life just how I want to let you live your life. However, when it comes to the kids, that's a hard line in the sand, brother. It's like the school yeah. shootings. You know, you want to be pro-abortion, but then say, oh, you're killing the kids. You can't have it both ways. All right. It, it, the problem is they're saying, well, it wasn't my decision. Okay. It wasn't your decision to kill the kids. Okay. But when you had the abortion, it was your decision to kill the kids. So that makes it okay. Well, what yeah. made you mentally sufficient to make that decision on who dies? Well, it's not even it's not even, you know, you know, whether you're mentally mature to make the decision. It's who 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 decides. And like I said, there are basic fundamental truths uh, that are necessary for civilizations to to thrive. And uh, the ones that are tearing down uh, the ideologies that are tearing down these foundational truths uh, is the transgender movement. Uh, the abortion issue, and and quite frankly, uh, in in a more indirect way, <clears throat> but over time it becomes more direct. The Second Amendment issue, because those those are the things that are happening to us. So the, the Second Amendment issue gets brought up every time that there is a massacre at a school, uh, and the media latches on to one event or the other every so often uh, when you have somebody taking uh, any weapon. Uh, to a school to shoot people or kids, uh, like in the case of Uvalde, they latched onto that thing, and now they're, you know, they're they're back onto the uh, the issue of, you know, how do we how do we ban AR-15s or how do we ban semi-automatic weapons? We'll take a little slice at a time. Now they're wanting to raise the age of being able to buy a firearm uh, or an AR-15 long gun 
to 21. I, I don't really have a problem with that. I don't. And the reason I don't have a problem with that is when you compare to the, you know, today's teenage kids, all right, and even your 20-somethings, you see it in the videos that we watch, you know, with the man on the street asking, you know, what is a woman? They have no idea. I saw one today where they were on the street asking 20-somethings, 30-somethings, uh, how many stars are on the American flag? They couldn't even answer that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, you know, 18-year-olds today just don't have the mental maturity uh, that, say, 18-year-olds did uh, back in the early days, in the early 20th, you know, 20th century, early 20th century, uh, or even going back as far as the revolutionary era, where people were forced to use the guns that they had for hunting to defend their very lives and, and, and their country. So raising the age to 21 isn't so much of a big deal to me. But going beyond that, we're, we're going to have problems because I know that the ultimate goal and, and, and agenda is to ban semi-automatic weapons and eventually abolish the Second Amendment. Once you lose that, your, your society, your country is in real danger of an ever-growing government uh, seizing control and telling you what to do. We've been in that danger for a, a bit now. If you if you look back at things, um, I don't know. I think that we've been in a downward decline for a while as far as mm-hmm. as, as a, a global agenda goes. Um, I really think that it was exposed um, with with Barack Obama. Um, you look back at some of the stuff, you know, even with him and Vladimir Putin, you know, I'll, I'll have I'll have room to talk when I'm when I'm, you know, after I'm elected or I'll have flexibility, I'll have flexibility after the election after the yeah. election. Yeah. You know, we have, you know, gas prices coming up on minimum wage right you know yeah. he's gonna you know probably by the end of the summer it, one hour of work is going to equal one hour of gas and here yeah. here in in, in winston salem i've noticed there have been far more people walking on the sides of the roads yeah um, because it costs more uh, it costs more you know it costs more to put gas in the vehicle and drive to work than than what you might get out of a paycheck yeah and everybody wants to say the president doesn't control the price of gas well you know that is true technically yes however no, I, I don't buy that ha- technically if you get down to the i don't know the the intricacies of it yes it's true but everything that uh, this president has done has been to raise the price of gas and you raise the price of transportation, and you eliminate the ability for the lower and low middle class to provide for itself. Well, it, it, the the idea that the president doesn't affect uh, fuel prices in this country uh, is absolutely ludicrous. Uh, you know, if if left alone, uh, and you know, this country is able to produce its own uh, energy. Uh, its own fuel, the market, actually, it, not only the national market, but the global market can affect prices. All right. But when you have the president of the United States from, you know, eight o'clock day one, shutting down pipelining operations, shutting down Keystone XL and relying on other countries to provide the oil that we need. Uh, when you have a president that continues uh, uh, draconian uh, lockdown and shutdown mandates, paying people to stay at home, and the logistic issues that arise from that, 
the president absolutely has an effect on what happens in the country. I, I agree with uh, I agree with that, and I wasn't trying to argue that statement. I'm just saying that if you look at down to the technicality of it, I get the people who make the argument say that that that, that he doesn't have it. But the truth of the matter is, is yes, it 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 falls under a president. And they want yeah, to say, he, well, he affected it from day one. And they want to say, oh, well, the economy lags behind. It's tr- it was Trump's garbage policies and this, that, and the other. And I honestly don't understand how people can still defend this jello-headed cadaver who is wandering the halls of the White House with a non-existent vice president. I mean, I guess she's probably been lobbying on her back, you know, since you know she went to the border, <laughs> as she did to get where she's at, because it. She says nothing anytime she talks. She, she, there's a lot of noise, but nothing is said. And everybody still, you go back to Jimmy Kimmel with the Joe Biden episode uh, this past week. They want to yeah. just down Trump and defend Biden, and I, I don't get it. Anybody with an ounce of logical thought in their head can see yeah. that, well, shit's gotten real, real bad Yeah. since they installed this guy in office. You've watched yeah. 2,000 Mules. I've watched 2,000 Mules, and mm-hmm. all the evidence is there. This guy yeah. is not a duly elected president. No. he. I, I have maintained now, even before 2,000 Mules came out, that this guy was installed. Yeah. Um, and and 2,000 Mules is just a portion of, of what we suspect was going on. And in watching the math that they do with regard to these contested states, it's very plausible. Uh, there's still many questions that need to be answered. Uh, there's there's too many that are not being answered. That you know that are, that questions that aren't being asked or answered. So you know you watch 2,000 Mules. That gives you some indication of just exactly what was going on nationwide. For a guy that had zero gr- ground game, this guy that's in there now, you're going to tell me that this guy got 81 million votes? Yeah. From people just because they were tired of Trump. More popular, uh, more popular than Barack Obama, who was the most popular president, uh, bipartisan, in the United States history. My grandfather yeah. voted for Barack Obama. Yeah, and my grandfather—that was the first time he ever voted Democrat in his entire life. And he said, "You know, yeah. I hope that he does good." And yeah. then you have Joe Biden, who couldn't muster. 55 people at a rally when you have Trump yeah. selling out stadiums. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that this guy, that there's no election fraud. Come yeah. on. With what you see with 2000 mules, with what you saw at uh, uh, specific polling stations where uh, observers were being kicked out, uh, counting was supposed to have stopped and it kept on going. Uh, suddenly they were finding tens of thousands of ballots that come out of nowhere overnight. Uh, you had States that, uh, uh, completely abdicated the legislative responsibility to change election laws uh, in favor of these idiotic COVID measures uh, and these ballot boxes, uh, ballot harvesting. Mm-hmm. You you put all that together, and with what we see in the White House, there's no way. I, there's a. I would guarantee you that most of this country now believes uh, that there's something fishy here. And those who actually did vote for Joe Biden now have a sense of, of buyer's remorse, even, because they, they bought into everything that he was saying. And now we're seeing exactly what he meant. You would think uh, 
you would think, but I know inadvertently uh, enough people who did, and they're like, well, at least at least Trump's not in there. At least that racist misogynist is not in there because as a society we're better. No, the fuck we're not. We're the fu- the fuck we're not better as a society. Crime is up. Sh- mass shootings are up. Even though the definition yeah. of mass shootings has changed from you know ten plus to now you know one point five people. Uh, yeah. It's not better. But you're just convoluting yourself because you feel so shitty that you did this. You are the responsible for this. Well, if they're really honest with themselves, they have to tell themselves, uh, you know, really things aren't that great. Uh, and, of course, they'll try to blame it on Trump. I, I got into it with a guy the other day that talked about what you mentioned earlier, uh, that, you know, we're just feeling, you know, it always takes years for policies to take effect and, and to affect the economy. And I said, yeah, for some things, yes, because the the bill or, or the eventual law it has that time frame built in there. And then there are inherent uh periods of time where things take time to take effect. But with Joe Biden in office, like I said, from the moment that he signed that EO and the moment that he signed the shutting down of XL, Keystone, uh, that's the moment when you, like days later, you started seeing things start to spiral Mm -hmm. downward. And now Uh, it's almost 20 cents a day that you're looking at gas is going up. Oh, absolutely. We're up here at uh, we're at four fifty nine or four sixty nine, something like that. Here, we're just you know just barely we, under five. We we stay around around where you are right now. I think we're most gas stations I go by they're four sixty nine. I've seen a couple at five already. Um, yeah, but like Sam's and Costco, we usually we usually go. It's four seventy nine. Yeah sufficiently yeah. 479 and but but here's the thing if, if you're gonna blame trump okay blame trump do what you're gonna do no amount of facts or or or, or chronological order uh of things that happen that led us to this point nothing's gonna convince you okay fine you go ahead and blame trump what is this president going to do now and quite frankly he's doing fuck all to get it under control. Yeah. Uh, and what I mean by that is uh, he still refuses, stubbornly refuses to open up our energy market here at home. Uh, he is going to, and, th- and this blows my mind, he's going to despotic countries to beg for oil. We're still getting, we're still getting some Russian oil. He went to, we're, we're asking Venezuela, we're asking Saudi Arabia, you know, OPEC. We're asking these despotic, tyrannical countries to open up the spigot, and it's like we we don't have to do that. When he wants we to still, to he wants to still continue to uh, to say, you know, wind energy and this, that, and the other. This is how we're going to uh, fortify the uh, the power grid to uh, help these electric cars okay well, that's cool but i i watched several videos on how these wind windmills the mm-hmm. con just the concrete the energy that it takes to make the concrete to mount these things on will right. never turn back the amount of energy that it took to manufacture just the concrete yeah and that's that's the way it is with virtually everything Almost. You, you can get a battery to power a car to go 60 miles an hour on pavement. 
all right but you never you don't have the battery power or the charging power or the or the green power uh it, it doesn't have enough gut to power excavators to excavate for the minerals uh, and the materials that it takes to 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 produce a battery uh the lithium that you have to mine there's a lot of room in the market for electric cars if that's what you want but let the market decide don't artificially manipulate the market to force people into that choice and right now uh our economy and quite frankly the global economy is not set up to rely on windmills solar panels and batteries it's just not built that way yeah it's uh it's sad and the and the worst part about it is there are people out there who just can't seem to grasp it because hey you know what there are no mean tweets yeah well i mean did you i can't remember her name but the the i believe she was a well she was either a congresswoman or a senator i can't remember uh who this was she's basically a a, a nobody in my world i've never seen her before uh but she's been around for a while and uh she was extolling the virtues of a an electric car uh now you know her statement was you know i was rolling by gas stations and it didn't matter to me at all about the price of gasoline because i had a battery car well good for you lady good for you all right if you want to spend you know 18 hours uh in a trip uh every day charging your electric car going from you know one state to three states over okay fine that's on you but the rest of the world doesn't operate that slowly uh, and quite frankly, uh, doesn't operate efficiently that way. Okay, uh, you, like I said, fossil fuels, oil, uh, petroleum, uh, those kind of you know fuels. That's what fuels an economy. That's what fuels a country, uh, and what makes things happen in this country. Uh, there was a reporter that did a uh, that did a four day trip. They spent more time trying to charge the car than they did actually getting over, you know, to where they needed to be. Uh, the savings, you know, paying for the charge versus what you would pay in gas was only $100. Mm-hmm. But the time that they lost is irretrievable. You'll never get that back. Yeah. You'll never get it back. So, you know, like I said, sure, if you want to develop those alternative, uh, you know, uh, energy sources and things like that. By all means, go for it. Let the market decide whether or not it's it's cost effective for them to do it. Yeah, and they'll decide. But until then, stay the hell out of it, government. Raise your fist in the air. 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 Okay. Raise your fist in the air. Raise your fist in the air. 